0: Shalom to all. Today's office, Yushalmi Demei Dav Tezvav, we are starting about the fourth line with the words, Hasa Rav and in the old source of Daft, it's a little bit past the halfway mark of Zion of and today's office sponsor, Litli Nishmas, Mars Miram Sarabas Rabbi Yaakov Mashiach, Hurt should have an aliyah. Now we have concluded the previous Gemara with a between our belozer and Rabbi regarding buying produce from a guy. Is it Vadai or Demai? Rabbi Yechanan held that even when buying from a guy, it's Demai because the guy himself probably bought it from a yid, whereas our belozer said that it's considered Vadai. So now the Gemara says, Hasa Rabbi Shiah asks, well, must Messiah, we have a mission that's arrived for a The Tani Amrav that tells us badan geva. the only reason why a mission is specified pomegranates that came from Badon or Chatzir, which is leak that came from Geva is Ella to tell us vade that these species, we have to take meister off of them as if they're Vadai, meaning they definitely need meisters taken off of them no matter where they are because they were for sure grown by a guy. Now we analyze this, Manan Kaimen, what are we referring to over here? Who's selling this produce? In if we're talking about where this fellow is buying these pomegranates or this leek from a yid, on that we're going to say that it's considered vada'i and he would have to take meister off? Why would he have to take meister off as if it's vada'i? He's buying it from a yid. Even if it was grown by a guy, it's very possible that this yid who's selling it right now took off meisteress. So Ella must be, Kenan, Kaiman, what are we referring to? But Where he bought these species from a guy. And that's why he has to take meister off of them because these species were for sure grown by a guy and they're being sold by a guy, so they're considered vada'i. What do we learn from here? Hashar all other things, even if they're being sold by a guy, they only have a status of demai, not a vadai, because we're assuming that the guy bought it from a yid, and the yid that the guy bought it from already took off Meiser, and that's why now when this guy is reselling it to a yid, this yid who's buying it from the guy only has to treat it as demai, not as vadai. So it seems to be a right for Rabbi Yechonon. However, Amr al-Shulbar of Yitzchak, he tells us, We could explain this to be talking about where he's buying this from a yid, not from a guy. So how's it possible that he's buying this produce from a yid, but it has a status of vadai that it definitely doesn't have Master taken off of it. To putters. we could explain that. it's talking about the following. This fellow was a large-time merchant. He was a big supplier. He wasn't a small-time guy selling a few vegetables. He's a big supplier. And they pressured him, meaning the government, or the powers that be, pressured him that he has to sell for very cheap. And so he's making very little profit off of that which he sells. So the Chachamim allow this fellow to sell it as 100% Tevel so that he can make more money. beza and the buyer, he just has to be careful himself he has to make sure that he takes off all the proper maestras. So here we have a situation where we can have a seller who's a Yid, but still, the produce that you buy from him is considered 100% Tevel because he's allowed to sell as Tevel, again, because he's this big-time merchant. Now, the market continues with the Braisa, going back to this machleikas between Rablazer and Rabyei Hanan. a tagar? who's considered a Tagar, who's considered a merchant that when we buy produce from him, we assume that he's selling somebody else's produce. And let's say, according to Rabbi even if we're buying from a guy, we can assume that that guy bought this produce from a Yid and this. Produce could be treated as demai. So the Bryce says, Anyone that brought produce to be sold, meaning he brought it to the marketplace, or he brought in a shipment of produce, if you will, and then he did it a second time, and then he did it a third time. So we see that this guy's a serious seller, and that means that he's most probably bringing produce in from other people. This is not just homegrown produce, it didn't just grow in his backyard. He's selling so much, he did this once, and then twice, and then a third time, it must be that he's getting his produce from other people, and he's reselling it. Raviana Buyer, Raviana asked the following question, Heavy Let's say he brings in three shipments, if you will. Let's call that a shipment. He brings it in all at once. Ein tagar. that's not considered a tagar. Whereas Zahar tagar. if he brings them one after another, he is considered a tagar. That doesn't make sense. Now, according to some of the way the is read, that raviana by Raviyana presented the following. Hevi Shleshe Masu in if he brings three shipments in at once, Ein tagar. he's not considered a tagar. Zahar tagar. But if he brings them one after another, he is considered a tagar. But either way, we understand this. It it's it's a question, we just presented this as a statement. That's what the halacha is. If a merchant brings in produce once, and then another time, and then a third time, so then we consider him a tagar, a merchant, and even if he's a guy, we say that he most probably got his produce from a yid, and we could treat it as demai. Rabbi Yainabai, he asked the following question, tagar When he's bringing in one shipment after another, so he brings in this third shipment, do we treat it as if he was a tagar, retroactively? Meaning we look back at that first shipment that he brought in to sell, and we say, ah, it must be that he got that from other other. other people and that's not his own personal stuff. Or do we say, no, only Mikano Labo. This third shipment shows that he has Tagar status, but beforehand, he was just considered a private seller. And if we're not going to say that we look at it Lama Freya, so that means that the first shipment he brought in has a status of vadai Again, because if he's a Geisha seller, so that means that he's bringing in his own produce and it's considered 100% Tevel. So we ask, menehain, what would an Afga be? What's a practical outcome? The answer is Bava Hiskin. Let's say he comes and he wants to take 100% Vada Tevel produce that he has somewhere else. On this first batch of, the produce that he bought from his Geisha merchant. In Tamer if you want to say that we only treat this Geisha merchant as a tagar from the last shipment and on, so Meister Zalzat, he's allowed to take Meister off from one thing onto another, because again, he bought produce from the first shipment that this Gaisha merchant brought in, but that first shipment didn't give him tiger status yet. So that means that that first shipment is considered 100% vadi, and he has 100% vadi somewhere else, so he could take Master off from one for the other. Now, Ramana Bayraman asks a question, who ubinayu paolai? Let's say he, his son, and his worker, each brought in a shipment. Are we going to starve all these shipments as if he's bringing them all in at once and now he's not considered a tagar? Or do we look at them as three separate things and now he would have tagar status? And we continue, Rabbi by Rabbi Yon asks the following question. Let's say we have a ship that's coming from Rome, and there's tons of different meaning, many different species on it. Do we look at it as if it's all one thing and that's considered like one shipment and therefore he doesn't have tagar status? Or do we say no, since there's many different meaning, mean him on it, it's considered like he's bringing in multiple shipments and now he would have tagar status. I wouldn't have an answer to this question. Now we're going to discuss produce that we don't know where it comes from, if it's from Eretz Yisrael or from Chutz Loret. So the brasset tells us, Hapay rice, When we're dealing with produce that we don't know where it comes from, we can't treat them based off of smell, how they look, how they taste, or how much they cost. Meaning, we can't take a look at this and say, Aha! This smells like it's from Chutz Laaretz, or this tastes like it's from Chutz Laaretz, or this looks like it's from Chutz Laaretz, or it's so expensive it was probably imported from Chutz La'aretz. we just go based off of the rive, wherever the majority of this type of produce in this area is from. So then we say, Okay, that's where this produce is from, and if the from Chutzla Aretz, so we treat it like it's from Chutzla and if the majority is from Eretz Yisrael, so we treat it like it's from Eretz Yisrael. However, now if Yaakov Barachah tells us, yayin, if we're dealing with wine, Kigan Chadash Yashan. For example, old wine and new wine, and we know for sure that all new wine, for example, comes from Eretz Yisrael, and all old wine comes from Chutzla Aretz. So then, Hilchul Bayacharatam, we could go based off of taste because it's very easy to tell a difference between new wine and old wine. So here, we could go based off of taste. And now, explaining another part of Mishnah, we had said Hadvela, the fig cakes are something that even if they're in Chutzla Aretz. We Have to treat them as demai because they most probably came from Eretz Yisrael. Now, Amar of manr tells manr tells us, like I went to Kaysarin, which is Kaysaria. Over here right now in the Gemara, we're understanding that Kaysaria has a din of Chutzla Aretz. And he says, V'chamisa I saw they were treating these fig cakes with permissibility. They didn't take any misers off of them. They treated them as if they came from Chutzla Aretz. So, Sheilas Rabbi Yitzchak Baral Lazar, I asked Rabbi Yitzchak Baral Lazar, what's Pshat with this? Barmelini told me, no Zuga, who was the name of a Chacham, this is how he acted. He said that it was permissible. So we follow him. And we further explain this. So Yisraq Bar Al-Azhar says, Basham Zuga, the Kaysarin, what's considered Kaysaria, then we have his hetter regarding fig cakes. Called a chami anything which sees the water is permitted. Meaning, you don't have to be in Kesaria itself. Any of the outlying areas around Kesaria, as long as they're near the water, Kesaria happens to be on the water. So, as long as these areas are able to see the water, so they also have a din of Kesaria. Alpha wan Top is to buy meimar. There are those that want to say ad migdal malcha that this is all the way up until migdal malcha. Vez to buy meimar, and some want to say ad maris tolimein. This is all the way up until maris tolimein. And I would bring right for this amarav avmari, and really this is a conjugation of Abba Mari. So he told. Them the following Memra, the following Braisa, tells us this. What does the Brysa say? These are all the meaning that are usur in Kaysaria, meaning they have to be treated with demise status because they probably came from Eretz Yisrael. And what do we see from here? This brysa doesn't mention fig cakes. So clearly, Dveil in Kaysaria does not have demised status at all, and it's allowed to be eaten, 100% no problem, no miser issues. If you want to say that's not a raya that the Braitha didn't quote Devela, begin the Tanisa, because we had already mentioned it in our Mishnah. Our Mishnah had already mentioned that if there's Devela in Chutzla Aret, so you have to assume that it came from Eretz Yisrael. So that's why the Braitha doesn't mention Devela, because there's no reason to mention it. You can't say that because and In our Mishnah, we taught aras in common, and the Brysa also says aras in common. So we see that even though something was mentioned in the Mishnah, it also will be mentioned in the Braitha. And by the fact that Devela was mentioned in the Mishnah, was not mentioned in the Braitha, have a that teaches us that Devela in We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue on with this Bryce. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.